sponsor marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg. This is Lorraine Ball, and today we're going to dig into our archives a little bit and go back to a conversation that I had with Jared Jewett a few years ago about user-generated content and how information and resources from your community can be an integral part of your marketing plan. And this week I want to talk about OPC. What does that stand for? I've never actually heard the term. Well, that's because I've made it up. Oh. So, what OPC is, well, to understand that, you really need to understand OPM, which is other people's money. Awesome. So that's a business term, right, if I'm understanding it correctly? There is this fundamental principle in business. If you've got an idea and you want to grow a business one of the most effective ways to accelerate your growth is by using other people's money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great way to mitigate risk, too. And so you've got, whether it's a loan or a, an investor coming to the table, whatever money you have, the impact is multiplied because other people are involved. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So in the world of marketing and brand building, what we're seeing in a lot of arenas is that if you want to accelerate the growth of your brand if you if you want to build awareness a little bit faster the way to do it is with other people's content yeah OPC brilliant that's totally great now I'm going to tell you that right off the bat when I say OPC I'm not talking about scrapers that go out and kind of grab information that they really don't have the rights to and slap it on their website and say hey this is mine that's bad yeah I think that's a very good distinction actually definitely need to get this organic growth. And you need to have permission. So what you really want to do is create opportunities for people to share words, pictures, thoughts, and ideas with you and about you. Okay, so I'm totally sold on this idea of other people's content, right? Because it gets us right where your audience wants to be, right? I mean, your audience knows what they want. And if they're the people telling you uh, the kind of content you need to produce and letting you use what they already want to talk about, you're already one step ahead. So what are maybe some examples? So although I use the term other people's content, you probably, as you're reading and want to learn more about this, you're more likely to find information if you use the phrase user-generated content. Yeah, that's the one I've heard most often. Absolutely. So there are a couple of different kinds, and the first and probably the most common, the one people think of, is this whole area of reviews. Yeah, reviews are huge. There are multi, there's a multi-billion dollar industry built specifically around reviews of all sorts. You know, everybody says, oh, it's the millennials and the millennials. And yes, this is a generation that has grown up using their smartphones and feeling like they can comment and interact. It's not just your generation that is really embracing this idea of, I want to know what other people think. I think that's a great point. I think if more and more people, especially outside my generation, uh, adopt and become more comfortable with the technology, I mean, it's human nature to want to trust uh, one another. I mean, what, what's the statistic? Like 85% of uh, smartphone social media users are, are totally trusting online restaurant reviews, uh, but from fellow diners, much, much more than from these professional food 
uh, review sites. I can tell you, we travel all over the world, and I never go anywhere without my TripAdvisor app. Oh, yeah. And we've been in some of the most amazing restaurants because we're sitting in our hotel and we're reading the TripAdvisor and we're reading the reviews of other people and... We were in um, we were in in Tel Aviv, and Andy found this great little restaurant, and it was fabulous description down in Jaffa. Took the bus down there, got off the bus, and thought to myself, "We're going to die. I don't know where you have put us." And he kept saying, "No, no, the reviews say this place is great." I'm like, "They're lying." Yeah. And we come around this corner, and here's this restaurant on the on the ocean. Fabulous restaurant, enormous, hundreds of people in this place would never have seen it from the road, and it had to be the very best meal we had that entire trip. That is an awesome story. Do you think that that restaurant even knows that they're getting these kind of TripAdvisor reviews? I mean, obviously, it sounds like like they're doing very well, but do you think that's even part of their strategy right now? Um, It may or not be part of their strategy, but we stayed in a, a hotel somewhere else, and they had just opened. Again, amazing service, and they were like, hey, um, would you mind doing a TripAdvisor review for us? We are new. If you, if you like us, please, please, please. And so they were actively promoting it. And I think that's really the key is people want to know what other people are, are finding that's good, that's not good. The other side of it is people like sharing their experiences. Oh, totally. Everyone wants you to know that they had a great time, mm-hmm. that they were happy, that they were satisfied. And, and really to bring it back around, that's not something you can write. That's not something your brand can write. That's something that's content that your audience has to write and you can take advantage of. And as a business, I mean, I know a lot of people think restaurants and they think hotels But sites like Angie's List, plumbers, roofers, sites like CNET that do reviews of technology. If you are in an industry offering products and services, there's a review site out there for you somewhere. And so you need to have a strategy. How are you going to ask customers for reviews? Where do you want them to review you? And what are you doing to monitor the comments to be sure if there is a negative review that you respond? Absolutely. And, you know, I would even suggest from a search standpoint, if you don't think there's a place where you need to actually be out there, but I guarantee you there is, if you have the capacity, even on a really small scale and you're a small business, to create just a tiny section, where, like a forum even, where someone can put reviews for you on your site, do it. Absolutely do it. Well, the the wonderful thing about reviews, and I'm going to stay on that search concept for just a moment, your customers will talk about your product or your service in their words. And those words, those phrases and terms are the same terms that other people will use when they come looking for you. So have a page on your website where you post reviews. Send a follow-up email to your customers that says, hey, we really enjoyed working with you. If you've got any questions, please contact us. But oh, by the way, here's a link to Yelp or Google Plus or 
Angie's List or wherever review site, Hotels.com, TripAdvisor, that makes sense, please post a comment. Real world, not just theory. We have these programs in place now for a lot of our clients. And two things happen. Number one, they're getting more people are likely to pick up a telephone and call them and say, hey, this kind of isn't working for me. I think you you hit on an awesome point there, right? It really takes reaching out. And I think this moves into kind of the next point we want to make, that it sometimes really does take you going out there and soliciting uh, this content. I mean, a lot of it, it, hopefully if you're doing your job, is going to come organically. But, uh, but sometimes you do have to get your hands dirty. When you go out and you ask, now you're getting people who maybe were or weren't 100% happy, but you've reached out again, so they think, wow, these guys really care. You're given the opportunity to be fabulous. The other thing that we are seeing is, as companies embrace this, it doesn't happen overnight, but suddenly Yelp starts showing up in the list of the top five or top ten referring sites. Suddenly... You're getting traffic. People are finding you on Yelp. They're finding you on these different review sites. And now that's becoming a source and you are becoming a vendor of choice because there are positive reviews out there about you. Yeah, these platforms are specifically built to reward uh, positive reviews because they're in the business of making sure that people only have the best experiences. So again, if you get out there and you start soliciting uh, this very positive uh, feedback and user-generated content about your brand, uh, the more likely you are to, to bring in a bigger audience. Even if you're not actively soliciting, and, and of course I think you should be, but if you're not actively soliciting, you better be actively monitoring because People are going to talk about you whether or not you ask them to. Right. And it takes time to get into the conversation. It will take uh, time away from what you're doing, but it's so important. It is absolutely important. You have to build it into your strategy. I work with a lot of home services companies and they're like, oh, I don't want to do that because what if something says something bad about Someone says something bad about me. Well, here's the bottom line, folks. People are going to say both good and bad. What if they say something bad and you don't know it? Right. Beyond reviews, there are lots of different types of user-generated content that you can incorporate into your marketing. If you'd like to learn more about some of these other elements, be sure to click on the link included with this podcast. And be sure to look for other episodes of More Than A Few Words wherever you listen to your podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.